Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Tuesday, March 16th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and I'm here with Mr. Marcel Dorf to talk about UFC Vegas 22 this weekend. We'll preview the entire card, as well as talk about some other news and notes in MMA, including UFC 261. And uh, yeah, I had to make sure I said uh, good afternoon because uh, Cole reminded me I said good morning yesterday. It was the first time we did the <laughs> afternoon show, and I said good morning still. Like, so I was a little bit out of it yesterday, guys, but, you know, I just started this new job at BJ Penn, so, you know, I'm, st- I'm still a little bit out of it. Anyways, uh, it's going to be a great show today. I can't wait to talk about this card. This card's really good card, actually, this weekend, in my opinion, Marcel. I know there's not much name value, guys, but there's some really, like, competitive fights on the undercard. I'm excited for it. And uh, we're going to start by talking about UFC 261, but I do want to get this comment, because right off the bat, we got Solsker asking us about Brave MMA. I honestly, I've, I only catch it when uh, guys in the UFC, and I have to watch tape on them. But I haven't. I don't really like seek out their cards. Not that there's their bad uh, um, promotion. They're great promotion. I just I don't like. You have to prioritize. Like I'm very busy with UFC and stuff. Well, you Marcel, you watch you watch Brave, right? Yeah, I do, man. And by the way, the upcoming two cards are uh, free, so uh, no that's no awesome. Fight TV. Yeah, that's free to watch. There you so, go. I mean, yeah. that's another thing. It's behind a paywall usually, right? So I'm not like you know going other way. But I, I would I would love to watch it. Um, they they definitely have a great promotion. I mean. Again, Kamzat fought there when before he came to the UFC. I remember watching his footage. He looked amazing. And, and uh, you know, Matthias Nicolau fought there. I remember watching his fight last week. So there's, yeah, a lot of guys fight there. Take this comment from Tyler. What's going on, fellas? Missed the last show. I've been busy with work. Glad to be back. Man, glad to have you back. And uh, yeah, 4 p.m. Eastern, guys, on Monday and Tuesday, Marcel. And then Thursday, I'll be joined by AJ Shulo this week as well. So it's going to be a good show. But uh, yeah, we're going to break down the entire card. I can't wait to talk with you guys. I uh, did a lot of research into it, and we're going to give our leans for this event. Uh, we still have a few days to the card, so something could change. But as of right now, I think we got like 13 fights. Should be a good card. But uh, breaking news last night, uh, Marcel. Or actually, we'll talk about your breaking news. UFC 261 was announced last night. Fans are coming back. We'll, we'll talk about that as well. Um, get your guys' thoughts on that. Uh, three title fights. Usman, Mazadal, Shevchenko is fighting Andraj. And then you got Zhang. She's fighting Rose. Um, great card. Marcel apparently just broke another fight. What fight is it, Marcel? Yeah, there was a third uh, Chinese debutant uh, added to the to the card. He's uh, Rong Zhu. He's the WLF Wars champion, lightweight, and he will fight Kazula Vargas uh, in the lightweight fight. So, alongside Rong Zhu, Aori Kilang, and Naliang, it's now the third third fighter from China, or he's actually from Tibet, who's done the debut. Man, this card's going to be amazing, I think. I think this is going to be one of the best cards ever, I think. Like, let's yeah, take a look at the card. It's going to be amazing. I think they're really going to stack the deck with this one, guys. Because it's the first time fans are back in over a year, right? Go ahead, Marcel. I think the, this card first uh, was uh, scheduled for, to, for to Asia, go right? in China. Yeah, for, yeah. In, in Asia, yeah. Because you have, like, uh, Dana Bajarel on it. You have Mark Striegel on it. Nalian yeah. Wangsu, Auriki Lang. So... A lot of Asian names you normally see on uh, on Asian cards, you know. So, yeah, but I mean, the Look card is pretty much the, the main card is pretty much set, you know. Holy, and this fight's really good too. Smith and Crew, I like that fight. Weidman Hall, and then yeah. like you said, on the undercard, a lot of Asian guys, and then uh, Brendan Allen and Carl Robertson. Yeah, probably. I think it was supposed to be set in Singapore or something, wasn't it, Marcel? Originally? Yeah, 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 Singapore yeah. yeah. Was the thing. That's why you kind of see it like this way. But I think it's gonna be an amazing card with the fans back, man. We gotta talk oh, about sure. that. I mean, I gotta be honest. I was a little bit surprised when I heard the news because it just seems like really soon. You know, I'm not sure how it is where you guys are. I'd love to hear what people, you know, where people are in the world and like how the COVID thing is. But like for, I know for me, I'm in just outside Toronto and Ontario, Canada, right? Like it's very, it's been strict here for about a year now. You know, they, they had mm-hmm. like there's times where it was less strict, but 
at least like the last six months, we've been like pretty much locked down in our houses. You can go shopping and stuff, but like you can't go to any social events. Like I don't remember the last time I played sports. You know what I mean? Like you can't do any of that stuff, Marcel. So, you know, I don't know how it is in the Florida or the States. Like I'm not there, but it just, man, I got to be honest, like a full house that does, like I saw a lot of people saying like, this could be you know, one of those super spreader events. Like I really have no idea guys, but you know, as a fan of the sport, I love being at live events. It's better when the fans are there. So I'm excited for the fans to be back, but it does seem kind of soon, I guess. Um, what are your thoughts, Marcel? Just give me your thoughts on, on that, and then we'll talk about the fights itself. Go ahead. The thing, the thing is, you know, I, I'm pretty happy for for the fighters. You know, they will yep. see fans again in the, in the octagon. So I didn't really want to talk shit about the main event because I still think it doesn't make sense. But, I mean, I'm happy uh, the, the fans will be there. I think... Uh, for me as a viewer from home, I don't really I don't really care, you know, because that woo-woo the whole damn time, it's really annoying to me. So I don't really care for it, but I understand that sports need fans, you know, and the athletes want to see fans in the arena. It gives a better, um, how do you say that, a better response, you know, the, the crowd response can, can give you something extra as well. So I understand that for sure. It's good. And about the COVID, yeah, I don't know, man. Over here, it's like, uh, we have a we have a curfew here, which I don't still think it really works to be honest, because we don't really see any changes in numbers. But um, I mean, we 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 abide we we do what we have to do, you know. Uh, to to uh, I I buy the rules, so yeah, what, what can I do, you know? And uh, tomorrow we have elections over here, so uh, that will be pretty pretty big, I think, uh, over here for what for how far. Uh, the the corona uh, thing is gonna rule out with, with because different parties have different thoughts, you know. But looks like the same party will be the big party again this this time. So I don't think much will change, but we'll see, man. It, I think it's every everywhere in the world is a different uh, yeah. different rules. So it pretty much depends on how the how the government thinks, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And they're allowing the fans. We'll see how it goes. I mean, we'll see. I, I hope it goes really well. That's what I'll say. Uh, yeah, Marcus, sure. look at Marcus. I'm extremely happy to see UFC's coming to Florida. I, I'm buying a ticket. He says, I don't see any chance losing at 261. Yeah, I, I think so too, Mar Marcus. They are they are all underdogs right now, the sports books. But uh, yeah, we'll take a look. I mean, the last card, uh, the all three champs, well, not actually, well, Yan uh, didn't defend it, but yeah. I mean, they could have. <laughs> three. But, I love I mean, it. I love it for, for somebody as, as Marcus, man. He always goes to events. Like, you got to understand, guys. Okay, here's the thing. We're all like anyone listening to this is a hardcore fan, right? Like I'm a hardcore fan, Marcel, yeah. you're a hardcore fan, all these guys are, right? This is this card is not like that main event is not for, for us really. It's almost like a bonus, guys. That's what I'm looking at, Mar uh, Marcel, because yeah, sorry, we thought that. it was supposed to be two title fights. And then we thought mm -hmm. Madrid was fighting Ruspin in September. Now it's next month. It's a bonus fight, in my opinion. Here's, a, here's actually it sounds better like that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying, right? Like it was supposed to be in September. Now we get next month. It doesn't change anything with Leon or Colby. They were still gonna wait. Mm -hmm. September anyways but I'll tell you this you know my fiance like you know she's trying to get more in the sport but right now she's a casual fan right but when I told mm -hmm. her Usman's fighting Maswell again she couldn't she was so happy Marcel like casual fans love it they it's gonna yeah, sell a lot of pay-per-views guys that's why they're doing the fight obviously Maswell doesn't deserve a title fight I mean obviously it doesn't fight I've you gotta look sometimes you just gotta be like whatever it's not worth getting angry over this one we've seen way oh, no. there's been worse egregious title shots given no trust me there's been way worse mm -hmm. ones like Misha Tay, I think, had lost two fights or something at one point. Chael Sonnen had lost two fights, and he fought Jones, right? So there's been a worse yeah. one. Let me just get these comments here, guys, and we're going to get into the card. Um, Shout out uh, to Marcus, by the way. Absolutely, man. Tyler says, how are we going to have any title fights left in April after all these title fights? 
Dude, they, yeah. have a lot of they have a lot of titles right now. There's going to be uh, – like I think, like again, Usman took no damage, right? That's why he's able to turn around. I like that, man. I'm glad they were able to have Yeah, go ahead. What are they going to do in, in May, UFC 262? What are they going to do there? Lightweight title? That's the plan or no? The lightweight yeah, title? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe they, they asked Nunez if she wants to fight Pena. I don't know. And I saw someone suggesting uh, they do Amanda Nunes and Pena on Tough. I think what they're going to do is the winner of Masvidal and Usman will probably do, like, maybe against Colby Covington on Tough or something. I have no idea what's going on with Tough. Let's forget about Tough. Like, Danny's been talking about this for, like, two years now. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, this is a question from Cole. He says, a real question is why does the card start set? Yeah, I don't understand that. Play for – what time is it on? For? It's in the middle of the night for you, eh, Marcel? The main what? card this weekend? What, this week? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's because it's uh, ESPN. And now when they go on big ESPN, it's always that time for some reason. Yeah. So when it's on big ESPN, it will be later. And the March, ESPN March Madness. Plus, yeah. You know what? I think he's right because they usually do do this during like Mays. I think you're right, actually, Tyler. Kevin says, will they cancel the new May pay-per-view? He said, uh, Cole, Izzy versus Whitaker. Yeah, they're not canceling. I don't, I don't, they're not going to cancel it. They still have two months left. There's tons of time to get. Yeah, well, I mean, people yeah. are now talking about uh, Whitaker, you know, that he has to fight somebody else. Give him Israel Adesanya, man. Yeah, he's won two deserves. fights in a row since he got knocked out, so he deserves yeah. it. Like, you know, people are like, maybe the winner, Till and, and Vittoria, but the thing is, Till just lost to Whitaker, so why, you know, why should he yeah. jump by him? That's yeah. like, Don't get me wrong, they're definitely an option, but I, I think just do that fight. It's kind of, it's so easy to book, you know, Izzy, mm -hmm. you know, he probably needs a couple months off, Marcel, but I, he can get back in there soon. I, Adesanya, I'm not going to say no. I'm sure he says, no. okay, let's do it the second time. So, I agree. Yeah. All right, so let's get into this card this weekend, guys. Um, Kevin, I know you said in the comments you don't like the card this weekend. I'm going to try my best to make it exciting for you. I actually think the card's pretty good. Um, some of these prelims look pretty good to me. Kind of like last week, kind of these sleeper fights. So let's get into it. Marcel is pulling it up right now. We're going to start here. Mm. Um, let me just make sure that's the right order. Is, yeah, is it still don't have... Pardon? As a new opponent, right? Burchak still yeah, that's, as a new opponent. that's the thing. So first thing to note is uh, Burchak, Anthony Burchak is supposed to fight Johnny Eduardo. Okay, so that fight, it got canceled maybe at, at like, I don't know, tw like noon yesterday. So yeah. yesterday morning, I was my first day in like, the full-time job at BJ, right? So I, I was really nervous, and I woke up super early in the morning because I'm like, I don't want to be late for work. So I got it even like two hours earlier, Marcel. I was up at 6 in the morning. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do until my shift starts? And I was like, all right, I'll just break down the Burchak Eduardo fight. So I spent like, you know, half an hour or an hour breaking it down. And I was like, I was going to take Johnny Eduardo, actually. Even despite being 42 years old, he was the way better striker in that fight, guys. He probably would have knocked Burchak out, I think, actually. So Burchak, listen, I like him. He's a nice guy and everything. Um, great interview and stuff. Like, we've had him on the old Party Shot podcast. James interviewed him recently. But I got to be honest, whoever they put him in there with, I'm going to watch that guy's tape. And probably bet on that guy because I, I just you know I don't think Burchak's a high level fighter. And I think there's there's guys training right now in Vegas, like they, they're preparing for short nose fights. You know what I mean, Marcel? Like these guys are all getting ready, including a couple of guys, Jesse Strait or Montel Jackson, we'll talk about in a little bit here. Um, let's get this comment quickly. This last comment I'll take from 261. Uh, Tyler said Usman Maswell, it's important from a selling perspective. Yeah, exactly. It's all for casual fans, man. Okay, so um, with the uh, Burchak fight, I mean, we'll see what happens. If if there's a fight booked by Thursday, I'll break it down on Thursday's podcast when AJ joins me. We'll, we'll break down that fight for you guys. But let's start here in the um, flyweight division, Marcel, okay? Yeah, JP yeah. Buys takes on Bruno Silva. And right now we got JP Buys as a minus 150 betting favorite. Silva plus 130. What are you thinking here, Marcel? Yeah, I mean, 
It, it's like uh, Silva hasn't looked good yet in the UFC, in my opinion. That's that's a problem. I remember him coming up. Like I think he he trained with uh, with Henry Cejudo, right? I saw him all the time around Henry Cejudo at Fight Ready. So um, I mean, he fought three times in the UFC, lost three times. One got uh, overturned in no contest. That was his debut against Khalita. Uh, then lost to Dvorak and against Ulanbekov. I think the Ulanbekov fight was uh, yeah. was competitive. You know, it was good. He was fight. losing that fight, bro, and he got elbowed in the back of the head in like the third round. And yeah. if you guys are, if you guys think Aljamain Sterling took the easy way out, go watch that fight and go look at the comments because that guy got ripped to shreds from that one. Because he, I don't know if he took the easy. He got hurt badly, but he was losing that fight, Marcel. Sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. So, um, and then we got JP Bice. Uh, he, he fought twice in the Contender Series, right? He, he lost the first time against Joby Sanchez. Pretty much turned his career around, went to uh, EFC in uh, South Africa, became champion over there, won a fight in LFA as well, came back to the Contender Series and had a big win over Jacob Silva in the first round via submission. So, I mean, um, I, I, it's, it's hard because I think Silva hasn't done hasn't done great in the UFC, but he isn't a bad fighter at all, in my opinion. So, yeah. but if I, I mean, J, JP Bias, I, I believe in the dude, you know, I, I saw him fight many times also in the UFC. I think he's a good fighter and he has turned his, his career pretty much around. He's now training up for this MMA. So it's, a, it's hard, but yeah, I'm going with JP Bias. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm, I made a mistake. Sorry, guys. I just confused two fighters. So, sorry. The Ulan Beckham fight, yeah, that I got completely mixed up with JP Bias fight with this guy Gamzat Magomedov. I apologize completely. That's the fight where he got hit in the back of the head, Marcel, um, in the third round. That was in Brave. I apologize, guys. I got them mixed up just now. Happens, I, man, no problem. Yeah, my bad. Um, I just heard like all the last names kind of sound similar sometimes, guys. So my bad. Um, you know, it's tough, man. This is a tough fight to call, Marcel. This is a tough one, guys. Like JP Bias, like first off, that last fight, that was a terrible stoppage too. The guy was not out in that fight um bad stoppage i gotta be honest man like the joby sanchez fight he got finished late in like i don't know i've seen this guy kind of you know wilt a little bit if it doesn't go his way early um most of his wins are early by submission he can definitely submit this guy no doubt about it but i don't know man i mean bruno silva's been in there three times now in the ufc those fights are competitive with Ulan Bekov and dvorak they're competitive fights guys like he was in there with those guys and they're both really good flyweights so I don't know, man. I mean, this is a tough one. I know he got submitted by Todd. Everyone's kind of thinking, like, he'll get submitted here. But I got to be honest, like, I think he's more well-rounded a little bit. So, like, the odds aren't crazy by any means. They're kind of like, you know, it's a small lean towards uh, buys here in the odds. Um, I don't know. It's tough. I don't want to pick against these Florida guys, Marcel, because they're they're very good. Um, but uh, so we're the fight-ready guys. And I think, you know, Silva's had a few fights on the UFC, more tested, especially his cardio a little better. If he doesn't get subbed in the first round, I think he might win this fight, guys. So I think I might start with an underdog here. My slight lean is towards actually uh, Silva. Um, again, that could change by the end of the week. But, you know, from watching their fights, I, I feel like he's a little bit more solid and well-rounded. But we'll see what happens here. Um, death taxes. What happened to Cole? Cole's, uh, he's, he's in the chat right now, actually, I think. Um, he's just – it's hard for him to do Tuesdays because he does interviews and stuff as well. So Marcel is going to do Tuesday with us now going forward and Mondays as well um welcome death and taxes uh jose says without or this is something else we gotta stick to this guys we don't i won't have enough time to finish it so yeah marcel i'm, I'm uh, starting the fight with the, the car with a dog there let's go to the next fight uh, the car here sorry go ahead go ahead i say yeah i say uh, go ahead <laughs> okay we'll start off uh the next fight here uh julia Vila against julia stolyarenko 
Um, this is a great fight too, I think. It could be interesting. We'll see what happens here if this fight hits the ground. Avila right now, minus 370. Slowly Ranko, plus 310. What do you think of this fight, Marcel? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I'm really high on Julia Avila for a long time, you know. Uh, I was pretty disappointed in her, in her fight against Sajara Eubanks, you know. I know many people actually called it that Eubanks could win the fight. I thought Avila would win the fight, but uh, she didn't. Uh, I mean, she, had, she, she did solid in her career so far, man. Before that, only had one loss, and that was due to an injury against Marcia Allen in Invicta. So, um, I really like her. I think she she is she's a pretty decent she's a pretty ov overall good fighter. I, I like her on the ground, and I like her stand up as well. Um, Julia Stoyarenko, yeah, man, I, I, I've never been really impressed. Besides her uh, fight against Lisa Prozoda in, uh, in Invicta, which was an amazing crazy yeah. fight, you know. Um, the, her debut—it uh, was not her debut in the UFC. It was actually a second fight because she lost her first fight against Leah Letts in the ultimate fighter finale. But the uh, second fight in the UFC, her most recent fight against Yana Kunitskaya, well, one—no disrespect—but one of the worst fights of 2020. Um, absolutely dreadful to watch. Uh, I don't know what happened there, but um, I mean. Overall, Avila is a better fighter. You know, I think uh, Stoliarenko is pretty decent when she gets it to the ground, but I'm not really convinced in Julia Stoliarenko. So I got to go with Julia Avila. But I'm sure you broke that down completely, that fight. So go ahead, Adam, whatever you do you have. I just wanted to show this. Look at this. Um, this is the fight you're talking about. This was, uh, I just watched it yesterday, Marcel. This yeah. is the bloodiest fight I've ever seen. I mean, it was absolutely <laughs> crazy. I don't know how this – they let her continue. That was the fourth round. They let her continue yeah. for the fifth round. Like, it was – like, this. look how bad this cut is. How is that fight not stopped? I can't believe that. Anyways, uh, no idea. <laughs> crazy fight. Go back and watch that fight. That's obviously her best performance. I mean, it was, a, it was a split decision. But, yeah, you know what, man? Here's the thing. Like, Avila was so impressive to me, and then she lost to Sajara, right? She got taken down. Here's the thing, though. Like, I was watching an interview with James, and she, uh, she quit her full-time job. She's focused 100% on MMA. Not, like, she was working – Guys, you have to like realize a lot of these fighters, they don't even, Marcel, they still have jobs on the side, like full-time jobs, some of them. It's crazy, right? So she's still in a job, I think as a geologist or something. COVID kind of shut it down and now she's training much harder, she said, working her takedowns. You know, man, she's a, she's a, she's a savage, guys. Julie V is a savage, man. She, she goes in there and she tries to hurt you. She's got nasty clinch work, great against the cage. You saw that against um, Gina Mazzini, the way she finished her, Marcel. Um, looked great against Panny Kienza. I've knocked her down in that fight. Couldn't finish her, I don't think, but... Um, she was able to go the distance. You know, the, the Eubanks fight obviously gives me pause because Stoyarenko um, lives in the ground game, right? So if the fight goes to the ground, she'll have the advantage. Like, look at her records. It's littered with armbar wins. She's amazing with her armbar, right? But here's yeah. the thing. She pulls guard a lot, guys. Like, that's how she gets her fight to the ground. She pulls guard. That won't work here. Avila's going to keep this fight standing. She's going to pick this girl apart. I don't know if she finishes her or not, but I, I, I definitely think Avila wins this fight, you know? Um, the, the odds suck though, minus 370. I mean, I don't want to like, uh, like necessarily lay that. I do think she wins this fight though. She's definitely one of the more, um, I think likely winners on this card. You never can know, but I do like a view in this fight. You know, the only way Stoli Ranko wins is by submission. And I, I believe, and then the odds on that would be what's Stoli Ranko by submission, just to see what that is. Not that I would bet it. Uh, but, uh, the, the, the L word was on your tongue, right? I know. I didn't say it. No, there's no, <laughs> there's nothing like that, man. It was on my tongue, but I'd never say it. I don't jinx it anymore. Uh, it's plus 500 for submission, but I mean, that's if you like her. I don't like her in this fight, so we'll see. Um, Kenshiro says he, he's giving me a free parlay, guys. Uspin, Neely, and Valentin. I think, yeah, that, what is that paying? That's probably just minus money still. You probably still have to lay juice on that. Um, 
let's go to the next fight here, Marcel. Uh, this is a uh, this is a really interesting fight, guys. Uh, Montel Jackson and Stressy Strader. I can't wait to talk about this one with you, Marcel. Right now, the odds have uh, Jackson as just a massive favorite here. He's he's a huge favorite, minus six fifty, biggest favorite in the card. Strader, biggest underdog in the card, plus four seventy five. Marcel, give me your thoughts on this fight. Yeah, um, for people who didn't saw the podcast yesterday and uh, want to hear more what Adam has to say about this, uh, I would suggest you to check the podcast yesterday. He also showed a clip from Jesse Strader there. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it, this is a tough fight actually to pick because I don't know too much about Jesse Strader, but what I saw was pretty impressive, to be honest. Um, only loss on his record against Marcelo Rojo. And if you saw Marcelo Rojo fight, that's not really a bad loss to have on your record. Yeah. You know, uh, Mantle, Mantle Jackson, Mantle Jackson, I'm so sorry. Um, he lost to Brad Jones, who is now at Bellator, by the way. But he has a, he had a three-fight win streak before that with a dark stroke win over Brian Keller in the first round, which is uh, pretty impressive. Um, yeah, man. I'm a bitch. I'm a safe picker sometimes, you know, and for me, the safe picker is Montel Jackson. I don't think uh, the, the, the odds are as is are pretty far off, in my opinion, but I think Montel Jackson are taken via unanimous decision. But uh, I mean, that, that that's just me picking on what I saw. I haven't break down the complete fight, so I, I can't say uh, I, I know Adam might have a different uh, take on this one. But uh, yeah, that's my pick, Montel Jackson. Yeah, I mean, I I think they're both good fighters, guys. I mean, they're both good. Montel Jackson's a good, solid young fighter, no doubt about it. But I don't understand this line for the life of me. This is the weirdest betting line I've ever seen in my life. Why is he a huge favorite? He's coming off a loss. Look at the, I don't get it. He just lost as a huge favorite. Now he's a he opened at minus five hundred here. Now he's someone that got him at minus eight thirty three. That makes no sense to me. Like, look, he's been a big favorite in the past against Sukumta and Kalaris. So that, I guess that's what the bookies looked at. And Strader, his only fight other than that you could bet on here was Kabachi, where um, he won this fight as an underdog. Man, you know what? Okay, so I, I'm nothing but impressed with this guy, man. I like everything about him, guys. You know, there's a few times a year where these big, massive underdogs win, like these plus 500, plus 600, 600 underdogs. And I never pick them, right? Like, it's so hard to pick. Like, you know, Dobson against Agapova, something like that, Marcel. Like, these massive random upsets, right? This is This is one ripe for the picking, I think. I really like Jesse Strader, guys. Um, I know he's a plus 500 underdog at spots. Like, that line is – that's a great line. Um, I'll definitely be placing some money on him this weekend for sure. I do believe this is a much closer fight to the odds. In the case. I'm not saying he's a sure winner by any means, guys, but I, I, I would cap it closer to, like, you know, 60-40 or something. So I'm definitely playing Strader this weekend. I like what I've seen from this guy, man. I really do. Um, you know, first off, he comes from a wrestling background. He actually uh, is wrestling in high school. Um, I watched his interview with John. He was talking about it as well. He also said he's been training MMA since high school as well. He's actually had a, a lot of amateur fights before he turned pro. I, don't, I know he only has seven pro fights but or six pro fights, but he's had a lot of guys turn him down. Also, the last year it was crazy with COVID. He had like three or four fights fall apart, but he's been training the whole time. You look at the guy on Instagram. I mean, the guy, Marcel, the guy's in insane shape. Like, I've never seen a guy in this crazy shape. Like, he said he's been training the whole time, guys. <laughs> I know, but Marcel, he's been training the whole time. He's like, I've been training for a show Norris fight. I knew it was coming. Like this guy, look at this dude. Like he, he's in crazy shape. Like he's a beast. And look who he's training with, Marcel. He's training another fellow beast, Juan Archuleta. So listen, Montel Jackson's got a lot of advantages in this fight. He, he lands four takedowns per 50 minutes. I know that. I know he has a seven-inch seven reach advantage. Strader's reach is 68 inches, by the way. 
Um, he's got a shorter reach, but I got to be honest, man, this is a spot where I'm, I'm really going to consider taking the dog. I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to pick him here. I might as well just pick him right now. That's my lean. But again, we'll wait till, we'll wait till, uh, you know, Friday the wins because I got to see how they look on the skill. Montel Jackson's a huge band weight. That's obviously his biggest advantage, Marcel, his, his height and reach. He's huge. Right. But he, you know, he's one of those guys, Marcel, like some of these guys are like too big almost like, and they're too long and they're kind of too skinny, like Sean Woodson. And you saw when he fought a Rosa, who was like a plus 500 underdog, ripped him to the body. This guy throws body shots, guys. And, you know, I don't think he's going to be easy to take down either. And the Rojo fight, he did lose that fight, Marcel, but he actually did well early and kind of got gassed out and then finished late. I think he's got a puncher's chance. You know, the, the knockout prop is plus 1,200. That, like, that's possible too. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely thinking this guy could win. That's my lean right now, guys, honestly. So I'm leaning towards Strader. I know it's crazy. He's a huge underdog, but I just don't see the fight that way. I see it as a much closer fight. Let's go to the next fight here. Um, this is this is a great fight too, guys. Another tough fight to pick, Marcel. Roman Delizzi versus Trevin Giles. Both these guys are great fighters. Um, I should notice that uh, – no, no, excuse me, that uh, Delizzi – Marcel, short notice, he's taking this fight on, uh, I think, 11 days notice and moving up a weight class to, uh, or excuse me, moving down a weight class to 185 on short notice, which doesn't really make sense to me, but I'd love to hear what you, your thoughts on this fight are. What do you think? So, yeah, I mean, uh, Dolitza said after his last fight that he was going down in weight. So he, he, he actually, uh, someone told me he had a fight lined up actually too. So he took this fight on short notice. Um, but he had a fight lined up. He was training for a fight. Um, I mean, Dulitze, I, I think he, he looked good so far in the USC, you know, uh, against Khadiz Ibrahimov. Okay, I know, uh, not, not your favorite fighter, Adam, but uh, he, he won the fight. And uh, I guess John Allen should have been a unanimous decision, in my opinion. Um, he looks strong, man. I think he, he's he's a good uh, his stand up. Look pretty pretty decent, and I also think his, his ground game is not that bad. You know, only uh, we we haven't seen him a, a fight against higher level competition. And Trevin Giles is higher level competition, in my opinion, than Kadis Ibrahimov and um, John Allen. So, um, but the thing is with Giles, man, I had so much expectation when he came in the UFC. And then he losing to Zach Cummings and Gerald Mershon in fights where he was maybe even winning, you know, but he got caught, he got gassed. Uh, I, I wasn't really impressed. As when it was James Cross is very controversial. I think he lost two rounds, but hey, who am I, right? And uh, then against Bavon Lewis. Bavon Lewis, another guy I had high expectations from in the UFC and couldn't cut it for some reason. So um, overall, I think... Um, if Trevin Giles can win this fight, he would have to do it in the earlier rounds. But there was also Roman Delitzis very, uh, very dangerous in those rounds. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, I'm going for a decision again, and uh, I'm taking the Georgian here. Yeah, this fight is this is a tough fight to call, guys. I mean, Delizzi again, you know, at light heavyweight, I, I did like him, but moving down a short notice like this, like he's probably another guy that was training for a short notice fight, so I'm sure he'll make the weight, but. First time cutting down, like how is that going to react? How is he going to react in the second, third rounds if if he can't get Giles out of there early? And Giles is hard to put away, man. The last, you know, the two times he was finished were late in the third round by Cummings and uh, Mearshart. He was winning those fights, guys, and he made a mistake, left his neck out. That's definitely an issue. And you know, he could get choked out here too. But this is tough, man. I mean, like Trevor Giles is a good fighter, man. Like he's got good wins on his resume, guys. Ryan Span, he beat him. He beat Brendan Allen. Like he's got good wins. He's looked good in the UFC. He looked outstanding against Bavon Lewis, I thought. Outstanding. I think he overall is probably the better striker in this fight. 
Um, Delizzi's got power. He's got some reach. He's got some height. You know, he's got the the. Uh, he's actually got some nasty submissions too. He's got this nasty heel hook he's got. So he's a he's a dangerous guy, um, and he can win this fight. But I gotta be honest, I'm actually leaning towards Giles a little bit. I think he's a little bit more well rounded, and uh, you know, I think he's a little bit more proven too. Especially if the fight goes to the decision, like Marcel's predicting, I think he'll, he'll I think he'll edge it out. So that's my lean right now. Another underdog, guys, but I am leaning a little bit towards um, the underdog here in Trevin Giles. Next fight, Marcel. We got this is another great fight, another tough fight to call too. Um, Grant Dawson moving up to lightweight, taking on Leonardo Santos, one of the most underrated fighters in the sport. Oh man, this is a tough one, Marcel. Uh, right now, the odds have Grant Dawson minus two hundred, Leonardo Santos plus one seventy. What are you thinking here? Yeah, people keep asking me why is Leonardo Santos not ranked. Well, he's not ranked because he only fought two times in the last five years. That's why he's not ranked. Um, it's a very tough fight, honestly, to pick because for, this, for the for the simple reason that Leonardo Santos. He, he looks good in his fights, man. He's actually a, a, a BCJ black belt, right? And uh, he, he can stand and bang with you as well. You saw he knocked out Stevie Ray. He, he called, knock, knock out cold, you know. Uh, I still think he lost the fight against Adriano Martins in Manchester. He got a split decision win there. I didn't agree with that one. And the Roman Bogatov last time, it was a really weird fight with a lot of falls from Bogatov. He got <laughs> cut after that fight as well. So, yeah. Uh, actually, I was sad because of that, because Bogatov is a solid prospect, you know, and uh, yeah, I mean, but it was a bad showing for him that, that night. And for Leonardo Santos, he deservedly win. He deservedly won that fight. Uh, Grant Dawson, uh, I think one of the better guys coming from the Contender Series, right? I mean, uh, look amazing. He also training at the Gloria MMA and Fitness uh, with James Cross and uh, all those guys over there. Um, actually... When he defeated Derek Miller, I remember he was losing the first round. He came back in the second one. But that, that win looks a lot better now. Derek Miller has uh, had more fights in the UFC, right? Yep. So um, the Nat Narimani fight, I expected him to win. And also a big win against uh, Mike Trezano, the, uh, the, the tough winner back then. And he was undefeated back then. I, I'm, I'm actually, I really like Dawson in this fight as well. I think he has the youth. I think Leonardo Santos, he looks still very good, but he's getting older, you know, and uh, Dawson is, is a young, fun prospect in the UFC. Uh, I really like him. I think he's a pretty complete fighter. He's definitely, I, I prefer, he, he likes to finish his fights on the ground. I don't think he's going to finish Leonardo Santos, but overall, I see a, a decision win again for uh, for Grand Dawson this fight. I think uh, his cardio will likely hold up better than Leonardo Santos' cardio, so yeah. Man, this one's tough. I, I think both guys are really good fighters. Um, Leonardo Santos is one of the most underrated guys in sport. He's got a great record in the UFC. Um, he's fought guys that higher, like he beat Tiago Santos on tough. Like that's crazy, right? You know, he's a light heavyweight. For, could have been the champ had he beat John Jones. So that's incredible. Um, you know, I watched a lot of his fights back. The guy's so complete, man. He's really good, and he's got great takedown defense. He's got eighty-eight percent takedown defense. Almost impossible to take down. Bogotov, I think, took him down once, maybe, but that was a weird fight. And then there was the fight with Norman Park where Norman actually grabbed his shorts when he was going to go take him down. Um, and then, or sorry, actually, he grabbed Norman's shorts or something. I can't remember what happened. There was a shorts grab, um, and there was a point deduction. It was a draw, but he could have lost that fight, you know. And the fight with Martins, there were some holes there too. But I mean, geez, you know, you see with the C Ray fight, with the, with the Kevin Lee fight, guys, like the knockout power. The, he's just a complete fighter, you know. He is forty-one though. That's the problem. He's forty-one years old, so. How do you how do you how do you pick him here confidently right against a guy like Sant like uh, Dawson, who is just looking great I and mean, he's got incredible 
grappling, right? Like he gets every fight to the ground. He's averaging four takedowns per 15. He's a guy that gets every fight to the ground. He's almost undefeated. He's got one loss on his record. I watched the fight again. He got elbowed. He was going for a takedown. The guy elbowed him in the back of the head, basically, when, or side of the head, I guess, when he was going for a takedown. That's it. Like he's he's a proven winner to me too, you know? So this is a tough fight to call, guys. My slight lean would actually be towards Dawson too, Marcel, just because of the youth. He's so much younger, right? But I, I'm not betting this fight. I am not, I'm just going to tell you guys right now, I'm not betting this fight because I think Santos is a live dog. I really do. Yeah, I'm with you, Ken Shiro. Sorry, guys. I know you guys have got a bunch of comments in there. We just got to keep rolling here. But yeah, I'm with you guys. Um, what's the next fight here, Marcel? Let's go to Myron Renault versus Macy Chason, um, the women's Bantamweight division. And right now, Macy's a favorite, minus 190. We got Marion Renault plus 165. What do you think? Yeah, man, I, I really like Macy Chason since I saw her in the Ultimate Fighter, man. I think she's really good, you know. Um, she had that weird hiccup fight against Lena Landsberg where I absolutely didn't expect her to lose that fight. I was pretty sure she was going to win. Um, she wasn't my... my. Oh, I almost said the word, the L word. No, I think my... I said the same thing, and that, that's why I don't say it anymore because I... I was okay. Shocked. I can't believe she lost that fight. Even looking back, like, I don't know how she lost that fight. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, very weird. Overall, she, she has looked great in the UFC, man. I mean, Macy Chesaw, I, I really think she she can do some damage in the Bandaway division. So I, I really like her. Marion Renault. Um, yeah, Marion Renault is... I always I always thought like she's a pretty complete fighter. She she does well. Her, her basics are very good, but she doesn't have anything that that really uh, where I think like yes, you can be the next next big thing. And also Mario Renault is 43, you know, you have to keep that in mind as well. And I think she did great. She had, she had that story with Dana White. Like, where Dana was like you're too old and she was like you're going to yeah. sign me, I'm sure. And she got signed so great. And uh, I think she has she has some great wins in the UFC as well. She she defeated Jessica Andrade for a triangle choke in the first round years ago. Uh, she's on three fight three fight losing streak. I still think she beat Kunitskaya, but hey, who am I? Um, yeah, I'm taking Shayson on this one. I think also Shayson probably will stop her TKO ground and pound second round. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you on this one, man. I I think she could be a bigger favorite to be honest with you. Like I'm a little surprised the lines only in the, in the in minus one ninety range because. Uh, you know, you look at uh, someone like Avila, minus 370. Like, I think there's a much better value here play on Chason. Um, I, I like her everywhere, Marcel. I just don't know how Renault would beat her here, guys. Like, she's, like Marcel said, 43 years old. She is the oldest women's fighter in the UFC. She's one of the oldest fighters in the UFC in general. She actually might be the oldest now, I think. Her or Olenek. I mean, she doesn't look that age. She's in amazing shape. Like, I have a lot of respect yeah. for this woman, actually. Um, she came to the UFC very late. Um, Dana White, she tried out for tough years ago. Dana White, like, he's like, no, you're too old. And then she kept fighting and kept winning. She's a good fighter, man. She's solid, you know. But I just, I think she's past her prime. Like I, like her age says it all, right? So um, I just have a lot of questions about her, Marcel. I just think she's just not. She doesn't have it anymore. I don't think you get someone like Chase on. Uh, Macy's got. Look at this guy. She's five inches taller, four inches reach, fourteen years younger. Checks off every box. She's got the wrestling, the boxing, the knockout power. The question is, I think, does she finish or does she win a decision? That's the question. Renault's super tough, very durable. Probably goes the distance, I'm thinking, Marcel. But I like Chason, guys. I think she gets the job done here, Marcel. I'm very high on her, Marcel. You know, that loss really shocked me, that one to the Landsberg. That was one of the Same. most surprising ones. Um, I think she's going to bounce back here, guys. I really like this girl. She's a good fighter. All right, that's the prelims. Let's get to the main card. Shayon buys uh, the um, wife of J.B. Baez, who was fighting earlier in the night, takes on uh, Mon Tesseret uh, Ruiz, former Invicta fighter here. She's taking on short notice. Uh, Ruiz filling in for Kay Hansen. 
And right now, buys, he's a big favorite, Marcel. Uh, huge favorite, minus 355. Ruiz, plus 295. You think the favorite wins here? Uh, let me first talk about the odds. Odds are a little weird, in my mm-hmm. opinion. I think it should be much closer. Um, Shayan buys. Um, yeah, she had that fight against Hillary Rose in the Contender Series. And, uh, um, yeah, she was pretty much popular from moment one, you know, when she, when she started to uh, to talk shit against uh, Hillary Rose. And uh, Dana White liked her a lot. So uh, I think her, her, her showing was very good as well. So I think she deserved the contract. Um, before that, I, I saw some fights of her in, uh, in LFA and Invicta. Uh, I remember her losing in Invicta uh, against, against Peralta. Um, but overall, she, she looks not, not too bad. I wouldn't say she, she's the next big thing, but um, uh, I mean, I'm honestly, you know, I was, ha- I was not happy, but the Kay Hansen, she and Bryce fight, it didn't really make sense to me to, to put two uh, pretty much new new girls, you know, against each other. And then now you got Montserrat Ruiz, who is also new and also pretty young still, and she fights Cheyenne Bass. Montserrat Ruiz actually has a pretty decent win against uh, Janessa Morandi and Invicta with a Scarfold uh, from Kilo from Scarfold finish, which is pretty big. Overall, um, a lot of in the Mexican circuit she fought. She has a loss against Daniela Taylor. Um, man, th- this is actually a much closer fight, I think, than, than many people think. Uh, if I have to go with my gut feeling, I would pick Cheyenne Bays via decision again sorry guys lots of decisions on this card doesn't mean it's a bad card but just close fights um base decision but don't get pissed at me at Mon- as Montserrat Ruiz gets uh, gets a decision here because she can win this as well sounds like you want to pick her man why don't you just take a shot on the, the on no the no I, I, if i'm not sure i'm not going to do there it. there you go I, exactly not, i agree with that yeah i agree with that too we got to be sure on it okay so, you know, for me, it's like, I think if Ruiz had a camp, uh, you know, maybe she's been training, like probably she has been. A lot of these fighters are in Vegas right now. They're training, they're getting ready, they're, they're staying ready for these short notice fights. So she'll probably be in good shape and make weight and stuff. But even so, like th- that still worries me. You know, Bias is training in an amazing camp again, four to seven May. I like this girl, man. You know, she's got some advantage in this fight, guys. She's uh, three inches taller, two inches uh, in reach, two, in- two years younger. Um, for what I've seen, good takedown defense. She does have a better striking area, I believe. Um, Ruiz has to get to the fight to the ground. She does have that uh, headlock throw, Marcel, that you talked about. She's very good with that. But other than that, man, like I, I look at the Daniel Taylor fight as a blueprint almost to, th- to this fight. I feel like it's going to play out the same way. So I'm thinking buys by decision. What's the odds on that? Buys by decision. I wonder what that is. Um, I don't know if it's up yet. They're, they're like adding props here. Let's see here. Bars. Won't be a lot, I think. No, it's not up yet. They don't. I don't see it on best fight odds for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, I'll take. Uh, I'm leaning towards buys, guys, in this fight. All right, next fight, Max Griffin, Kenan Song. Man, another tough fight to call. I got to be honest, Marshall. This is another tough one. Uh, Griffin, minus 190, Kenan, plus 165. What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm pretty convinced that uh, Max Griffin is going to win this fight for the simple reason that I'm, I haven't been impressed by Song Kanan, to be really honest. Uh, but besides his, his, two for, his, his first fight against Bobby Nash, but Bobby Nash never really got it going in the UFC. And Hector Aldana, same thing, man. So, I mean, uh, besides that, his wins in the UFC are against lesser great opponents, in my opinion. And when he gets a step up against Alex Morono, for example, he couldn't cut it. And I put Alex Morono in the same category with Max Griffin, like just not top 15, but he's right there, you know. And uh, I, I actually ex- see it the same way. I think Max Griffin, if he's smart, he gets the fight to the ground and he dominates there. Um, I, I'm not really high on Son Kanan at all. I don't think he's a bad fighter, don't get me wrong. But I think there are levels, and I think Max Griffin is a higher level fighter. So I, I'm Max Griffin all the way in this fight. 
Well, you're. I mean, I think it's a closer fight personally. Like, I, I definitely am leaning a little bit towards Griffin too because you know he's just fought better guys. A lot of his losses too are like really kind of sketchy decisions, man. Like the Tiago Alves fight in Brazil, he definitely won that fight. That was a bad decision. Like he could have a better record. Yeah. So um, he's got a five inch reach advantage in this fight, which I like a lot. I watched Cole's interview with him. He just had a kid like last month. He's like, I'm so hungry to win. And he actually, I think he said, uh, his, one, one card he was at and he said, uh, Kevin was there and he remembers like watching him and like knew, thought he might fight him one day. Wasn't like too excited about this fight right now because he wanted a bigger name, but I think so dominated. I mean, I hope he's not looking past the guy. I'll say that, you know, because I think Kevin Song's proven guys. He's got sick knockout power. He's got crazy knockout power. He's also fought, by the way, uh, he fought Israel Adesanya too, by the way. You can watch that fight on YouTube. Yeah, he gets finished in that fight. Uh, I think it was a head kick. I can't remember now, but uh, I mean, he's got a puncher's chance for sure, but I'm with you kind of like that Alex Barone fight where he kind of got like just, his cardio is not very good, by the way. That's another problem here. I think Griffin's got better cardio. Just overall more proven. So yeah, I'm leaning towards Griffin. I just, I think Marcel, this guy's song's got crazy power. What are you going to say? Yeah, wasn't he also a, a, a favorite against Alex Morono? I remember. I was so surprised by that, I remember, because many people picked him in that fight. I was like, yeah, nah, uh, I was really on Alex Morono in that fight. So, yeah. Yeah, I, he's I also, I'm, uh, I'm tripping. he was plus 300 against Bobby Nash, I believe, and knocked him out in, like, with the first 10 seconds or something. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's always funny looking back at these odds. Anyways, yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards Griffin, but I don't know if I can play this one more so, because... This song guy, man, he does have power, guys. He really does. You, so. you know, you know what it was with Song Kanan when he got signed with the UFC. He had the two losses before he got signed. His Bobby Nash win. That was his. Before that, he he lost two fights. I remember. I yeah, remember I know. And I was yeah. like, why is this guy in the UFC? And then we see now yeah. why they signed him. But uh, let's go to the next fight here. Uh, this is another great. I actually really like this fight. This is a great fight. Could, could be fight of the night. Actually, this could be a sleeper fight of the night, guys. Adrian Yanez against Gustavo Lopez. I like this fight a lot. Yanez, minus 225, Lopez, plus 185. What are you thinking, Marcel? It's a fun fight for sure, man. I think uh, both guys are very um, fun-friendly fun fighters, you know. Um, Yanez, super impressive, man. I saw uh, his LFA fights before. I know he lost for the title back then against uh, Miles Johns. But uh, he, he won against Kyle Estrada, split decision, right before he went to, to the Contender Series. And... Uh, a very good showing as Brady Wong. I think that was, Brady Wong was a farthest MMA guy. Or am I wrong? Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah. Very good showing. Uh, first round KO uh, within, within a minute. And uh, then he had kicked Victor, yeah, sorry, Victor Rodriguez into oblivion. So, yeah, I mean, amazing performances so far from uh, from Adrian Janas, what I have seen. Uh, Gustavo Lopez on the other side. Um, I think he's pretty underrated, man. He comes from the Combate uh, organization. I don't think many people uh, watch Combate for some reason, I, I, at least not the people who, who also watch the UFC. You know, it's a very Spanish, uh, uh, very Spanish, uh, so what do you say that? Uh, Spanish-centric organization? Yeah, yeah it's, exactly, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, not really uh, watched by a lot of, but a lot of UFC watches, but for the funny thing is Campbell McLaren, one of the UFC's founders, you know, he, he yep. is the owner of the Combat Organization. So, mm-hmm. um, so some solid fighters there. He has, he has a good win over uh, Jose Alvai over there and Jory Ruquette, I think. Um, came in the UFC short notice, lost to Marab Davalas, really, which is, yeah, it's <laughs> not, not a problem, of course. I mean, 
in my opinion, Duvalis really is still undefeated in the UFC. I don't care what anybody else says. That's just my opinion. Uh, and uh, Anthony Burchak, I mean, that was a walk in the park for him, in my opinion. Man, he did so well in that fight. Um, it's so hard to pick this one, man. I think it's a lot closer than many people think. You know, I think Jana's probably the favorite in this one. Um, I mean, if Gustavo Lopez can land, he can knock him out, man. But uh, I have more a better feeling with picking Yanas in this fight, and I don't see go to a, to a, to a knockout or TKO or whatever. I'm picking a decision again. I think they're pretty much canceling each other out and decision for Yanas. He says like Kinshiro's like it's it's hard not to pick Yanas, but sounds like a trap. I don't know, man. I think he wins. I like him, guys. <laughs> I Me really too. like Yanas. You know, I like both guys actually. I like Gustavo Lopez too. He's a good fighter, man. Marcel hit the nail on the head, guys. Go watch Kambache, you know, especially if you're, you know, bringing, uh, if you're going to bet on this stuff, because they have, you know, look at this guy, man. Look at this striking. It's like, I know this guy's already knocked out. Look at that, eh? Like, it's a great stoppage, by the way. But, like, the, the stop, look at the striking, guys. I mean, it's just, it's so high, it's high level. And the question is, does he stop a takedown, right? From what I've seen, he's made a lot of improvements in his takedown defense. All the interviews I heard, Cole interviewed him too. He's like, that's all he's been working on. So that's why I think Lopez would beat him, Marcel. If you took him, look at this one. That's a bad one. <laughs> like this guy just got so much power Marcel. Like he's just he's so powerful, guys. And you know, again, I, I think but, Lope, sorry, I think Lopez is good too. What are you gonna say? What a G that he stopped, man. He saw he was knocked out and he stopped and he didn't put some extra. Yeah, of course. On, man. Yeah, so anyways, I'm not I'm not overlooking Lopez. I actually think he's solid. Don't get me wrong, he's good. That and that Kambachi organization is good, but I just like him as a lot. I think he's he's a guy to watch for, guys. Like we saw the Victor Rodriguez fight, that head kick, Marcel. Like this guy's nasty, great yeah. striking. I do think he wins this fight, so I like him here. Um, next fight, Marcel, and we only got 15 minutes left, so let's go through kind of quicker. Uh, this fight, <laughs> I don't really want to talk about this one that much because I this fight kind of stinks to be honest with you. Tied two faces yeah, for Chantel Mays. Listen, if this fight doesn't end my first round knockout, it's going to be a three round. Like they're going to be so tired by the third round. What do you think, Marcel? Happens here? First round knockout for Tied two faces, and I don't have a doubt. Really, mind, really, really. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Really, eh? Yeah. Man, I, I, I gotta be honest. I, I don't trust this guy at all. Go ahead. Yeah, but I don't really trust Dantel Mays at all as well yeah. because I yeah. see Dantel Mays has a loss against Alan Crowder. I know. It's absolutely not UFC material. Um, uh, he lost to Serial Gunn in the third round, which is actually surprising that he fought until the third round, you know, yeah. in my opinion. Rodrigo Nascimento, and he has a win over Rocky Martinez. But, I mean, no disrespect to Rocky Martinez, but, yeah. This you one's, I, you know, I and, think and he, <laughs> Sorry. He got a win over Ricardo Prezel, who was a former Chelsea goalkeeper. <laughs> Is that what the guy was? Okay, I remember. I watched yeah. that. Too. Um, I I think it's I think it's kind of a tricky fight, man. To be honest, with you. I don't trust uh, Tai Tuvesa at all. I might I would never bet on this guy as a favorite. I did take him. I think as he was an underdog. I think it's Struve. I remember taking the last fight, but you know, Struve's Struve is Struve. Like he's got no chin. Dante Mays doesn't have a great chin either. Don't get me wrong, he doesn't. But the thing is, like, you know, that fight with Alan Crowder, right? He got so tired in that fight. And kind of, they kept yeah. saying, Snoop Dogg and Uriah were like, he's quitting, he's quitting, man. He doesn't want him to fight anymore. It's funny, right? But he's showed improved cardio, as we've seen. He made the distance with that rope Martinez. He did get tired late, too. But, like, Tai Tuvesa, guys, has no takedown defense at all. He's got no takedown defense, Marcel. True. If this dude goes into the clinch and gets a body lock and gets him down, he's going to win this fight. Um, look what Spivak did. He just dominated him on the ground. You're right. He definitely has a path to victory with the uh, with the knockouts. But man, I look at Mays. He's a huge guy, six six. You know, he's got six inches of reach as well, guys. Um, man, I think I think he can win this fight, man. So I don't know. Like, I, I got to think about this one more. And again, I'd like to see these guys on the scale. But 
I'm I'm thinking it's dog or pass based on the fact it's a like a low level heavyweight fight. Personally, um, Listen, uh, Adam, no. What, just hope that my prediction is right because if we're gonna see three rounds of this, I mean, let's hope my prediction is right. <laughs> yeah, I just like going from top to bottom, from bottom to top, Kevin. But I know you're right. We can we can stick around longer if we have to. It's not a big deal. Um, we'll get through these fights, guys. I mean, like you know, I, I don't think my my breakdown would change for that fight, anyways. I just that fight's not <laughs> interesting to me, honestly. Like I just don't have a lot of interest in it. Now let's talk about Gregory Gillespie and Brad Riddell. This is a good fight. Uh, lightweight division, Marcel. We got Gillespie minus 245, Riddell plus 205. Thoughts on this one? So this is a typical fight. I said in the Dutch podcast as well. This is a typical fight where the UFC says, Greg Gillespie, make sure you win because we want to see if you deserve your ranking. If not, Brad Riddell is our new guy to get in the ranking and to see if he is that talent we think he is. Um the thing is that um, Gregor Gillespie, if he goes back to his basics and this is wrestling, he can, I don't want to say, yeah, I'm going to say he can easily win this fight if he goes back to his wrestling, you know. But I have the feeling with Gillespie is also falling in love with the striking a little bit a lot. And we saw that against Kevin Lee, he got caught there. I didn't expect it to happen, to be honest. Uh, Brad Fredell. Uh, three fights in the UFC so far, three wins. I, Mustafaev was probably the best win, but that was a 50-50. It could have been Mustafaev one as well. I, I found I it hard to score, to be honest. It could be either way. Alex Silva win is, a, is an okay win, but I wouldn't say that's, that's a next-level win or something. This is actually to see where Brad Riddell stands in the division, right? If he wins against Gillespie, we know he's in the top 15 for sure uh, because Gillespie is at ranked at number 15. Uh, but, man... I think Gillespie goes back to his basics, man. I think uh, he, he knows he needs a win here. He knows he defies Brad Riddell. Brad Riddell is all foremost as a striker. He is uh, he, he comes from a kickboxing background as well. He fought at one championship uh, kickboxing. Um, Gillespie is a smart guy. He knows what he has to do here. I think he takes him down. Um, Either a decision win or a TKO via ground and pound. I think uh, Gillespie uh, takes the win here. Um, I don't know what the odds are, by the way, but I'm taking Gillespie. Yeah, I'm with you. And, and Daniel said in the last fight, <laughs> Ty's got zero grappling. I agree. But he's got power. So, yeah, I mean, listen, um, Riddell's good, obviously. We've seen he's got some exciting fights. And uh, he's got, I, obviously, he's got the better striking. There's no doubt this fight. If he stays yeah. on the feet, he'll probably knock out Gillespie, I would say. But Gillespie's ground game, his wrestling is is just dominant. You know, if he get if he goes to it, I'm not sure what happened in the Kevin Lee fight. You know, it was a year and a half ago now. He's taking a long time off. Like that's a long layoff. That does kind of worry me, but we'll see. I I'm, I mean, I still have high hopes for this guy. You know, despite him losing that fight, I still believe that he is one of the better lightweights in the world because of that wrestling. And you know, before that fight, Marcel, he looked amazing. Like we thought he might be like a guy that could challenge for the belt at some point. Remember, Marcel, he was running through everyone. So. I'm not going to write him off after one loss here, guys. I, I do be, uh, lean towards Gillespie. And you look at Riddell, the takedown defense just isn't there. Mega Man Mustafa, I think, took him down eight times. Like, that's really concerning against a guy like Gillespie, who's like – he's one of those, like, Marab-level guys where Marcel, where he just – he just – Khabib, you know, he just goes to the takedown relentlessly. Don't know why he got away from it, but I hope he goes back to it. All right, let's get to the main event here. We got Derek Brunson against Kevin Holland. It's a really interesting fight here, Marcel. Curious to hear your thoughts on this one, Marcel. We got Kevin Holland, minus 170. Derek Brunson, an underdog once again, plus 150. Uh, Derek Brunson was an underdog against Edmund Shabazian. He was plus 240. He was an underdog against uh, against uh, Ian Heinish. He was also uh, uh, close as a pick against Elias Theodoro. So 
a guy that's typically an underdog once again here against Kevin Holland, a guy who um, typically, you know, isn't a massive favorite either, but what are your, th- what are your thoughts on this one? I mean, like minus 170, you know, it opened as a pick basically, guys. So um, public's leaning towards Holland. What do you think, Marcel? Yeah, Derek, don't call me Cisco uh, Brunson, you know. Um, he looked good in this last fight, man. We got to give him death. I mean, uh, many people were, uh, were saying, like, Atman is going to run through this guy. I think Atman did good in the first round and then completely gassed, and uh, Derek won the fight. A very good fight. Uh, a, va- a veteran win, in my opinion, you know. Um, Eli in this fight was good. Elias Tudor fight, yeah, it wasn't a great fight, but he won there. Uh, actually, his last loss is against Israel Adesanya, right? Uh, against champion. And a fight that he didn't do bad in the first three rounds, but then he got caught uh, and 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 it was over for him. He couldn't he couldn't keep it together. So, um, yeah, let's break down Kevin Holland as well. Holland comes from the Jacare win, right? Uh, for five times last year, one on five, uh, some some solid wins in between. But I think Derek Brunson has faced uh, better opponents than Kevin Holland has so far, besides the Jacare one. And he he defeated Jacare. Brunson lost to Jacare, but the Jacare from 2018 is a different Jacare than 2020, in my opinion. Um, actually, I'm leading towards Brunson. I think Brunson can take this fight to the ground and. I haven't been impressed from Kevin Holland from his backside, besides he knocking out Jakari Sousa's fight, you know. But his grappling, I haven't been really impressed by on on his back, you know. And uh, I think Derek Brunson has a high fight IQ in, in his fights normally, you know. He, he definitely lately, in my opinion. So I think he he brings the fight to the ground, and uh, maybe he grinds him out for five rounds, man. But I'm I'm taking Derek Brunson four round TKO via ground and pound. Yeah, this fight, this is another hard fight to call. I mean, this card is full of them, in my opinion. I really do feel like this is another tricky one. Uh, you know, both guys have paths to victory here. You know, Kevin Holland is very dynamic fighter, very well-rounded, good striking, long reach, really long reach, like 81 inches. For that division, super long. Um, knockout power we saw against Buckley. Um, you know, his his uh, he's got some missions too. But his, the thing is, his defensive wrestling just, it's terrible. It's so bad. Like, he gets taken down Will. So... That's a huge problem. Some of these fights he's had, guys, like against Stewart, uh, Mearshart, they were close because the fight kept going to the ground, right? That's that's the worry here. But the thing is, he definitely has got power, as we've seen. Um, Brunson's chin is very questionable, I think. Uh, he's been knocked out a bunch of times, five times, I think, in his career. A lot of knockouts. You know, he's he's a great fighter, too, though. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not overlooking Derek Brunson whatsoever, guys, because he's got the wrestling. He's got good cardio. Um He's been in there with everyone. He's got the experience too, right? And he looked great in his last fight. He looks like he's getting better at age 37, which is crazy. But I got to be honest, man. Like, I just think in a five-round fight, I feel like it's going to favor the younger guy. Neither guy's been five rounds before, I don't believe either. So that that's interesting. Uh, from what I've seen, Holland should be able to maintain the gas tank a little bit longer. I think he'll have the cardio go a little bit longer. So, you know, you said fourth round TKO for Brunson. I'm feeling like it's going to be for Holland in like the fourth or fifth round, to be honest with you. But we'll see. I mean, this is a tough fight, guys, honestly. Um, yeah, it's tough, Marcel. I mean, this whole card has had some tricky fights, guys. And, you know, it's it's only Tuesday. We got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then obviously Saturday's the fight. So we got three more days to get more information about these guys. But, you know, you see where we're leaning tonight. We did uh, we lean towards a couple dogs there, and uh, Marcel took the underdog there in the main event. Um, man, I mean, Marcel, I think it's a little better of a card, I think, now that we've gone through it. Like, I, w- I would hope people are a little bit more – excited because i think it's a decent card like i don't think it's terrible by any means 
you got to just realize, guys, like the UFC is different now, right? And that's what I'm starting to realize too. It's just a different era now. You, our heroes of the past are no longer. When, it, they're, when you see guys like JDS and, and Overton get cut and stuff, you just start to realize like they, they don't, the UFC doesn't care. They're just looking for the next guy. That's all they're looking for. They're looking for the next best thing. There are so many good, talented fighters around the world. So keep your eye out. You know, it's not all in the UFC. And when, before they get there, they're, they're doing great too. Um, anyways, we got a few more minutes, Marcel. Anyone have any questions? Throw them out there and I'll we'll take them. Let me see what people are saying. Uh, was saying like real hardcore thugs. That's funny. Kevin says Ty would, uh, if he was boring, would have been cut possibly. But the thing is that shooey thing and everything, right? Everyone loves the guy. You guys, again, have any questions for me? I'm just, I'm going back and seeing what I missed. Uh, here's a great question. If Kevin Holland finishes Brunson, thank you, little damage. You think you get a shot to fight Rob Whitaker? Maybe. Whitaker, see, like I, I wrote the article to David BJ. He said that uh, he wants to fight. Um, for like apparently his camp said they want Adesanya now because Costa's out now. Costa's saying, but, "Go ahead, what? which he deserves." Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. I I think they should do that fight actually because he has won two fights. Um, if Costa's like, I'll I'll wait till May first, but he's he's sick right now with a bad flu, I believe. Who knows that that's even going to happen? And I don't know what's going on with Costa. Um, I would be fine with that, though, Mar or uh, Marcus, if if Holland or even Brunson, if they get out of there quick to do that fight, if they had to with Whitaker's. Maybe they have to have a main event for that card. They could do that, Marcel. And then the winner of that would get title shot. But I, I really think Whitaker deserves it. Knowing that, saying that, I mean, the UFC definitely, they like Kevin Holland, man. Dana White likes Kevin Holland. I like Kevin Holland. He's great. I mean, I like him too. But, dude, he he dutched the bullet with Mahmoud Mah um, uh, um, yeah, Muradov, man. I know. And you know what? Muradov. Muradov. He might lose his fight. This is hilarious. Kevin doesn't like it. That's okay, Kevin. He might lose this fight, though. I mean, this is, not a, this is not an easy fight. It's definitely Holland's best fight. Like, these guys are good, man. Holland, 8-2 in the UFC. Brunson, 12-5. and five. I just think Brunson, he keeps his hands a little bit low. He's very hittable, guys. Like, he's looked better lately. But, you know, Shabazian had hurt him a little bit early on. I just don't think that Holland's going to blow that, his gas tank like that, personally. You know? Kelvin versus Rob. Yeah, I saw, hey, guys. Um, I saw Kelvin also call out. He said he wants that fight too. I guess I, I guess I'd want that. They haven't have they fought before? They fought or no? No, they were they, they were, were supposed to fight, and then uh, Whitaker pulled out with the hernia yeah. at the last second. Yeah, you could do it, but does Calvin really deserve Robert Whitaker? No, but the thing is, again, he could be like Bilal Muhammad Marcel when they put him in on short notice, right? Step yeah. up on short notice. So, anyways, yeah, go ahead, plug your stuff, Marcel. What do you got coming up? Go ahead, <laughs> Andre. <Yeah. laughs> It's funny. Go ahead. <laughs> Big Marcel 24, Twitter, Instagram. And uh, MMA DNA is uh, also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, I want to thank you again, man, Adam. Uh, always a pleasure. And uh hope we can do this many more times. We will, man. We will. Marcel will be yeah. back next uh, Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, I'll be back on Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern with AJ Shulo again. He's going to join me. We'll break down um, some other fights and we'll talk about his bets and stuff. Um, and in the meantime, you guys, uh, maosberger.com has got a bunch of content right now. I got a bunch of articles out there. I know Cole's got something coming. Definitely check it out. BJPen.com, all the stuff there. Um, elite fantasy, elite betting. Oh, man. Fan fantasy fanatics. I got an article coming out this week. I'm excited about that one, too. And my main news. So I'm in a bunch of places right now. I'm busy, busy, and I like it. But uh, remember, listen to the podcast. We, we appreciate all you guys that listen today. Love you all, all you guys. Uh, listen, we're not going to agree on every fight, but I love the fact we're always able to just talk you know, shop, you know what I mean? It's always respectful in here. Um, and we like to keep it that way. So I really appreciate that guys. And uh, Kishiro keeps telling me to buy silver. Yeah, you're right. Kishiro. I got to start investing my, my hard earned money, man. Into some, something like that. Eh? Like 
like silver or Bitcoin or something. But in the meantime, I'll continue to break down the fights for you. And I'll be back on Thursday, 4 p.m. Eastern time. For Marcel, I'm Adam. Talk to you guys later. I forgot something to say. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Quickly. Quick, quick, yeah. yeah, I give away I give away a card for KSW card on Saturday. So keep that check that out probably tomorrow or the day after.